Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, and uh, I'm coming to you live from somewhere in Hawaii today. I'm living the rough life here on Kona, and uh, we have got a special treat for you today. We have Representative Kevin McCabe from District 8. But before we go into that, we just want to thank everybody for listening to the Must Read Alaska show. Um, we continue to soar in the charts, beating competition that has million-dollar budgets, uh, you know, five or six full-time staff, $10,000 studio mics. And uh, it's hilarious that Suzanne and I are doing this in our living rooms and, and uh, kicking the tails out of all these folks with big budgets. So thanks everybody for listening. You can uh, find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere there's a podcast you can find us at. And you can also get our Must Read Alaska app on the Google Play Store or the Android store or sorry the the android store or the i the itunes store it's for free we put a lot of time and money and effort into developing this app and uh, you can get it for free if you have used the app all we ask that you do is leave us a good review you click on you don't even have to write a review anymore you just click on the five stars and it gives us a five star so and if you enjoy this podcast also leave us a review that helps us kind of tick up into the charts and and we get pretty excited about that so uh, without further ado uh, Representative McCabe, thank you so much for coming on the Must Read Alaska show, and welcome to the Must Read Alaska show. Well, thanks. I uh, certainly like to uh, to be on a conservative show that uh, has a very small budget. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it. We're we're fiscal conservatives, and we Perfect. practice we practice what we preach. Perfect. <laughs> so, for those who uh, may not uh, know a bunch about you, Representative McCabe, tell everybody quickly what district you represent and uh, maybe how you got involved in politics in the first place. I think that story is always a fun story for folks to hear about. So um, take it away, a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved in politics. Sure, I appreciate it. Well, right now I'm a representative for District 8, which is uh, a big lake, a couple of precincts in Meadow Lakes, KGB Road all the way out to Point McKenzie uh, in, in that area. And uh, my district's going to expand uh, if, and I am running again. So it'll be District 30 will be the new one. And that goes all the way up to Anderson and Clear, pretty much west of the parks, takes in Cantwell, Denali Park and that sort of thing. So I'm um, still the same core group in, in Big Lake, but uh, I lose some of the Settlers Bay area and Meadow Lakes and I gain, um, I gain some folks up north. So um yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. Uh, I've uh, I've enjoyed it uh, immensely. Um, we got in politics. I, I married this uh, young lady eight, 18 years ago and uh, um, within about a year or two, she had gotten involved with Sarah Palin's campaign for governor. And uh, I don't know if you remember that, but Sarah ran a real grassroots, a lot of home meetings and that sort of thing. And Lynn was involved in that and she sort of drug me along and and I was like, who, who are you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> I married this sweet, 
this sweet girl and all of a sudden she's become this political animal that I and uh, and eventually I just got involved. We were part of the uh, Joe Miller campaign. We were a big part of Dunleavy's campaign and um, uh, just uh, I started paying attention to budgets and budgeting was the big thing. And the PFD, of course, is always a big thing for us these days. And uh, um, so I started writing about it. I'm a, I'm a, a little bit of a prolific writer and uh, not always very friendly. And I got a bunch of feedback, lots of feedback. And, and many of those folks said, hey, you know what? If you're going to write about this, you might as well be doing something about it. So quit complaining and, and go to work. So um, we decided that that I would do that. So here I am. Nice. So you uh, ran two years ago. Uh, what was the uh, victory tally? What? How much did you win by two years ago? So I ran against a, an incumbent Republican, uh, Representative Newman, who'd been in for 15 years. And I think uh, um, I was 65 nice. percent in that. And then uh, then I ran against a Democrat who really didn't campaign. She was on she was on the ticket. And uh, I think she had filled out uh, some of the division of elections stuff, but uh, she had no signs up. And um, so I think I was 85 percent in that one. So Big Lake, my, my district is the most conservative district in the state right now. District 8 is. Um, and, uh, and I was very comfortable talking to, I, I didn't meet one person when I was knocking doors that didn't agree, that we didn't find a, a lot of agreement in our positions. So, Well, um, uh, Nikiski will give you a run for your money for the most conservative district. So maybe <laughs> some, some other time we can go toe to toe with that. But um, did... Uh, you know, I looked at uh, some of the things you've done in your past, and I think it's really awesome that you served, I believe, 20 years in the United States Coast Guard, uh, stationed over there in Kodiak. Did that experience help you um, with what you're doing now as an elected official? And if so, how? Well, yeah, I think so. So in the Coast Guard, especially once you get up into the into the mid-level leadership, you're um, leading and, and managing people that um that you didn't hire and you can't fire and so they you know you uh that's a tool i guess that uh that a private sector guy has hey if you don't uh, if you don't do this i'm just gonna fire you well you, you can't do that in the coast guard you know because these guys enlisted and and they uh, deserve to be there and the coast guard wants them there so you have to learn ways to work with them and i think uh, by and large that was probably the biggest thing I took away from there and in addition to some leadership schools that I that the Coast Guard sent me through and um, you know of course the fun stuff flying C-130s and that sort of thing but I suspect that the leadership and the skills that I learned uh, you know managing I think at one point I had uh, 40-ish mechanics working the night shift uh, for me and with me and it was a great team and and I think that I learned a lot about teamwork there so. That's awesome well you had 20 years in the Coast Guard you got two years under your belt as an elected official. What are, what are a couple of your accomplishments that you're most proud of? They could be, you know, anything under the sun, whether it might be uh, these last two years as elected official or when you were 20 years deep in, in the Coast Guard. Um, what are a couple of things that you've been super proud of over the years that you've accomplished? Um, well, most recently, I would say that I'm, I'm most proud of the team that the Republican minority has put together and being a part of that team. It probably sounds a little corny, but uh, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to be uh, able to uh, uh, 
sit in caucus with uh, people like Laddie Shaw and Kathy Tilton and, and Ben Carpenter and Sarah Vance, folks that have been around there and feel part of their team and, and, and actually make a difference or try to make a difference together. And that's, uh, that's been a really, um, I don't know, such a, uh, it's probably what I'm most proud of in the last two years is what we have done together as a minority. As far as uh, the other, uh, you know, personal accomplishments, uh, you know, becoming an airline captain on the 747. I was, uh, prior to that, I was with Southern Air Transport, which I flew C-130s out of uh, Anchorage International into all the little bush strips up here in Alaska. So that was kind of fun as well. So I don't know. I almost don't look at those as accomplishments. I look at them as just the, you know, the, the peak of having a great time, you know, so. So it looks like you guys have a, just from, at least from the outside perspective, looking in that you have a pretty tight knit group of house minority folks that for the most part seem to get along pretty well. Is it still very hard? I think the average person, you know, you're in the thick of it. You're literally, you know, in the battle of it every, every day, especially when you're in session and the average person gets little clips here and there. Maybe they see it on, you know, the nightly news, or maybe they get must read Alaska or the other folks that are out there. And I think oftentimes it's hard for folks to wrap their minds around. Why don't you just get stuff done? You know, and, the, and for those of us that maybe are in it a little more in the day to day than the average person, explain a little bit about how hard it is to get something done as a minority in uh, you know, as somebody who's lived it the last two years. Yeah, I actually have a have a a little blurb on my uh, my campaign page that kind of describes how a bill is done, how the bill works, and the, sort of the progression and that sort of thing, and, and even amendments. But uh, it is uh, the sausage making and the people, the things that the average person don't understand about how the sausage is made, so to speak, is. Uh, we've, we've basically failed. We failed to let people know. And, and probably maybe it's because we're in Juneau and so far away and people just can't go watch and see what we do. I, I tell people all the time, man, there was, if there's a way I could hire you as a staffer so you could come down just for a month and you could see what we have to go through and how, how we do it. Uh, you know, you've heard it before. I'm sure Roger Holland said it. He's continually amazed at the absolutely incredibly slow pace that we do absolutely nothing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just, it just takes so much time and there's so much working through ledge legal as far as bills. And, and it's a lot of talking to people and a lot of relationship and that sort of stuff, but in, in relationships with people that, you know, they don't agree with you and, and you don't agree with them, but you still have to work with them and work together. And they might even be on the other side of the aisle. I, I think, you know, kind of going back to circling back a little, I hate that word all of a sudden circle back, but <laughs> <laughs> going back to what you talked about, uh, about accomplishments, um, Representative Garantar and I worked together on a really simple bill having to do with goat herd shares and relieving them of some of the restrictions that they had for selling milk to the general public. Representative Tar, Tar and I are diametrically opposed, I would guess, on most issues. But when it comes to the state of Alaska and that sort of food security thing, we can work together. So finding those uh, common grounds and working together, I think, is hugely important. That's awesome. Well, you know, oftentimes I think it's just 
ludicrous how the you know you just gave a prime example somebody wanting to sell goat milk and they have to jump through a thousand hoops or somebody a hairdresser and they have to get they have to spend more hours getting a professional license you know than some kind of like um you know medical professionals do uh and it's just kind of ridiculous so i'm glad you're chipping away at that what is something that maybe next year you're going to focus on or that you're excited about i know that you know, it's, the budget's always going to be talked about. The permanent fund's always going to be talked about. But is there something specifically that you're excited about next year that maybe you or you or the House minority is going to try to tackle? Well, hopefully it won't be the House minority next year. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I'm into that. That's the very first thing that we want to tackle. Um, but no, I, I do have some ideas and some thoughts. There's some things that I came into the legislature that I wanted to accomplish um, very early on, a guy called me um, and wanted to talk about uh, public banking. He wanted to talk about gold and silver as a currency in the state of Alaska. So I do have a bill. It didn't make it very far out of CRA, but uh, this year that I'm going to, I plan on reintroducing next year to make gold and silver um, currency. So it's not taxable. So if you want to use a one ounce gold coin, um, you don't get tax borough tax wise on it um, on the on the value of the coin itself. So it's an interesting interesting concept. Uh, I've been dealing with uh, a guy on the uh, uh, on the national level, and uh, I, I can't remember the organization that he's with, but um, been uh, been really interesting, and and I'd love to see that go through next year. Um, let me think. Um, I'm, I'm interested in the Janus decision yeah. and how, uh, the Janus decision has to do with union membership and whether or not you can opt out of the union. Uh, the current Alaska statutes don't necessarily square with Janus and I'd like to bring those in line. Um, and frankly, as a guy that drives the Glen Highway all the time, I would love to see a, uh, the language change so that if you're going slower than the speed of traffic, you need to get in the right-hand lane. That <laughs> too far <laughs> that's awesome i'd like to uh i'd like to see some of our uh roads in the kiski fix but you know it's it's a pie pie in the sky wish so yeah. um well i think that those are two really two very different but exciting things i think the concept of using silver or gold as currency in alaska could make a lot of sense for folks you know that you and i both know there's a lot of folks that have not only big gold mines but just personal gold mines even here on the Kenai Peninsula, out in Hope, people still mine for gold all the time. And um, so I think that that's really cool. And for folks that are interested, you do have your bill. I think it's out there. I don't know if it's seen the night of day, but HB 167, I believe, is the bill. And they can take a look at that, which is pretty exciting. You've done some work on it. And then the Janus decision, man, if you want to tackle that one, just make sure to like put on a, you know, a bulletproof vest and maybe a helmet. <laughs> and hire some armed guards or something because that is something that you will be a brave man if you want to try to tackle that one because that will come you'll come against a lot of heat for that but god godspeed on on that because i think it's an important issue yeah i do as well and you know the the gold and silver thing taking that just a little bit further there's a thing out there called goldbacks and you can actually google goldbacks and it will bring up i think there are three or four maybe states that have 
produce their own gold backs and it's actually a we call them specie but it's like a dollar bill except it's made out of gold and uh, it's one one thousandth of an ounce and they have different denominations that have more gold in it and that's what sort of allows us to um having this law in place will allow us to use those as legal tender um so so really really interesting and and uh, even interesting more from a uh, what could we do as a state? Could we put out a gold back, say, and have the Arts Council have a contest for people that could put the, wanted to do Denali on the face of it, or maybe a, maybe a mushing team, I did a rod mushing team or something like that, a float plane, you know, that would just, in, it would be Alaska currency, it would be, it would be a huge, um, you know, tourist thing. So anyways, a lot, lot of fun. That's awesome. So, um, Let's say somebody's listening to the show and they're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad or, a, um, you know, they are got nine to five jobs. They don't have a ton of time. How does somebody make a difference in this crazy political world that we're in? Do emails and phone calls work? Do they not work? Do Facebook messages do? What, how can somebody tangibly make a difference in the small amount of time that they have between having a job, taking care of kids? shuttling kids to sports what's a good way for folks to get involved yeah really good question actually and um email messages are always welcome phone calls are always welcome um we do we do track those especially when they concern bills we put them in with the bills um so we know um what the public sentiment is uh, you know and and i mean years ago when the pfd first started falling apart we had thousands of emails and now it's down to hundreds or even just dozens um, of emails from people saying they support the PFD or they don't support the PFD and, and that sort of thing. So I, I can't stress enough to keep the cards and letters coming. I would say that uh, follow the, the three B's, right, from college, be, be brilliant, be brief, and be gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, some of some sometimes the the letters get a little too long but a couple of short paragraphs saying who you are what you're doing what you believe in uh, with respect to a bill those are always welcome and i save all of those i have uh, oodles of files on my computer with different uh, different bills and that sort of thing and you know the good and the bad i i will say that um, social media has become a problem i campaigned on on being more accessible on social media and um Facebook now seems to have started down the route that Twitter is on where people believe that they can say anything and do anything they want on Facebook and uh, personal attacks are never welcome, but respectful debate on the issue that is at hand is always welcome. So I don't know how we can get to that without people's emotions getting in the way, but. Um, yeah, my, uh, my uh, two cents on that is if somebody's, if, you know, my advice to people are just like, if you want to, uh, if you want to try to entice your representative to listen to you, it's not a great place to start out by screaming at him or her, calling them names. You will never get what you want. It'd be like if your neighbor showed up to your house, banged on the door and started screaming at you, how many times are you going to ever listen to that neighbor? You're not, you're going to tell them to get, get out of here. If the neighbor shows up and wants to have a conversation, a civil conversation with you, you know, nine times out of 10, you're probably going to listen to that neighbor. So folks that are 
try and get a problem. Just be a nice person. And, right. uh, you know, you can still be bold and, and out there and state your points and be compassionate and passionate. And, but um, the folks that are jerks and those kinds of things, they're just never going to get what they want, unfortunately, because they, uh, they're going to be stopped, listened to before they even start because of their attitude. So um, last question to you is this, Representative McCabe. For those of you that are listening, we have Representative McCabe, who, who is with District 8 right now. I think it's going to change January 1st. Um, he is in his freshman term still, which I think is still the correct language to use. He's, uh, he's actually running for re-election. And so the last question to you is this, how, how does somebody get in touch with you? I know you're running for re-election, so you're juggling that with still being in a current, an elected official. How does somebody get in touch with your campaign if they want to help out, volunteer, you know, make phone calls, knock on doors with you? Um, and then how does somebody learn about the bills that you're working on? Um, how does somebody go about both of those things? Well, you can do both of them from one page. So I have a link on my vote. It's votekevinmccabe.org. And uh, from that page, there's a link to, to bills that will take you into the state website that shows you the bills that I worked on in the last, uh, that I sponsored and co-sponsored in the last, uh, uh, in the last several, two years. So um, that's an easy way to do it. Uh, there's also an AK leg app for the bills. If you want to download that app, you can uh, search for my name and you can or, or pull my name up and click on that and it'll take you to the um, bill sponsorship page, which will give you all the bills that I co-sponsored and sponsored. So nice. but it, the, the campaign page is votekevinmccabe.org. And uh, of course, what I'm about on. if somebody, what if one of your constituents wants to get hold of your office? What do you guys have a generic 800 number or something like that people could call? Uh, yeah, but I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'll put it in the, if you send it to me over my, the message, uh, I'll put it in the, uh, it's, it's like one of the things that people most want to know about. How do I get in touch with, you know, this person or that person? So we'll put it. The, it's on, it is on the AK leg app and, and it is under, uh, under, uh, uh, my name on there. And in, if you call the Juno number, it will automatically forward to the LIO in uh, Wasilla. Nice. where we are so well do you have any last uh, minute things you want to chat or say before we head off here no you know one of the things i was kind of laughing when you were talking about uh, uh be respectful and be kind and um I, when i first got down to juno i was cruising through some of the the bills and doing some research on the bills and and i ran across this deal where they they list all the emails of the people that support this bill or don't support this bill and i happened to run across one with my name on it and I read that and I'm like, oh, dear, how do I get this out of here? <laughs> <laughs> how do I just delete that real quick? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah, I wasn't I wasn't very friendly when <laughs> to start off with. So. <laughs> yep. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. Thanks so much for being on Representative McCabe and good luck in your reelection. We appreciate the work you're doing in Juneau and uh, in District 8. And for those of you that are listening uh, to the Must Read Alaska show, we thank you for listening uh, if you like the show, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes uh, or Spotify or any other places that it's on. And you can always download our app, the Mr. Alaska app on the uh, Google Play Store or the iTunes Store. It's for free. Just put in there, Must Read Alaska, and you can find it right there, right there for free. We put a lot of time, work, and money into the app, 
and we give it to you for free. We don't have a paywall either on our website. A lot of our competition, a lot of our competitors make you pay to read more than two sentences of their news. We don't. We survive off of donations from folks just like you that are listening. And so if you if you like our stuff and you want to donate, you can go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side there, there's a donate button. That's how we pay our bills. So it's Suzanne and I that are trekking along, competing against folks with million-dollar budgets and 10 staff deep. And so we appreciate everybody's uh, donations. Uh, until, mon until Monday, uh, I'm signing off here from somewhere in Alaska, technically in Hawaii this week. But uh, we thank everybody for listening, and thanks so much.